Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Tossie, and I am the founder of our amazing Dare to Aspire conference, as well as this podcast. For those of you who might not have heard of um, MGM Radio Podcast, we basically we feature authors, celebrities, everyday women and men that are really soaring and excelling at their small business. And um, I'm so excited today because our guest is somebody I've been following, and she's amazing. I know we're going to learn so much from Marshawn Evans Daniels. And for those of you who had texted me and inboxed me, we do apologize. There were some technical difficulties, but like they say in show business, the show must go on. So wanted to just say today is Wednesday, February 28th. One more day, and it's March. Can you believe it? So much stuff has happened this year. Um, April um, 28th, 2018, um, we have our eighth. I can't believe it. Where's our applause? Yes. We have our eighth. And I'm so excited about this conference because every year we sell out. It's always 80 to 100 women. And it's just amazing. It's life-changing. We talk business. We network. So many decisions are made that will impact people's business and people's lives. We have people cry. We've had people, you know, just share testimonies, and it's an amazing time. So make sure you join us in the ATL, April 28, 2018, okay? So without further ado, I want to give my guest, her fabulous MGN introduction. So, Marshawn Evans Daniel is a reinvention strategist and life coach, mentoring women around the world to live bolder in life and business. As a serial entrepreneur, TV personality, creator of the Godfidence, I love that, movement, and founder of She Profits, she helps women turn ideas into income and inspiration into action. A former sports attorney, Miss America finalist, and competitor on The the Apprentice, she left a high-powered law firm and turned her passion for people into a multi-million dollar enterprise, okay? I can't wait to talk to her. She's been on CNN, Fox, ESPN. Her clients range from Rolls-Royce, um, Home Depot, Nike, Ernest & Young, to everyday women and men seeking to find their voice. She was named Woman Entrepreneur of the Year by the Atlanta Business League. She's a graduate of Georgetown University and is admitted to practice before the Supreme Court. She's also a member, yay, of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> and a Harry F. Truman Scholar, a former U.S. Ambassador to the International Summit of Achievement in Dublin, Ireland. Wow. She's a wife and a futuristic thinker, 
and I'm so excited to chat with her. So let me connect our guests as we give her our applause. Hi, Marshawn. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Good. Oh, no, thank you for being so patient, a true professional. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. So, hi, we're excited. So let's jump right in. So, you have a new book coming out, Believe Bigger. Tell us about what inspired you to write this book. Well, Believe Bigger has uh, been a project I've been working on for the last three years in terms of writing, but I would say it's been about eight years in the making. I um, today coach women of faith to increase their income and their influence, and I've been doing that since 2010. Um, I was at a reception for one of my clients, Delta Airlines, in 2011. I had just started the coaching side of my business. I had been in the corporate space for years prior to 2010, probably since about 2003. So I had clients like Office Depot, Home Depot, Ernst & Young, HP, and then Delta Airlines. So Delta Airlines invited me to one of their private uh, receptions with their vendors. And at that event, I met a woman who was a senior-level executive at Home Depot. And she's super successful, like one heartbeat away from the CEO, very influential, someone who I had heard of, but it's very difficult to get FaceTime with her. And so it was wonderful to be able to chat with her at this reception. And uh, she started sharing with me that she was in a career transitional phase and stage of life. And I had been um, kind of journaling in my business journal this pattern that I started to see with the women and men that I was coaching and even my own path of these five stages of stepping into your purpose and your life mission. And I hadn't really shared it with anyone just yet, but I had jotted it down and I decided to draw this framework for her and kind of discuss it with her to help her to understand where she was. So in the first box I drew, the, I drew a box and in the, inside the box I wrote the word discovery. And I explained to her discovery is the first stage of purpose. Um, where we're trying to figure out the do's and don'ts of life, and this is where we learn the rules. We ask ourselves, who am I supposed to be? This is when we're told what to do, what not to do, and we just gain rules for how to navigate life. But this is also where we learn how to shrink and where we learn self-doubt. In stage two, I drew another box, and inside of it I wrote the word talent. And I talked about all of these success mountains that we climb, and this is where we decide who we're going to be. And those decisions become our labels, our identities, and particularly for us as women, they become our masks. So then I moved on to this third stage, and I drew like a little bridge to connect the other two boxes and it, to, to these other boxes that I would draw in a moment. And in that stage, I wrote, drew a circle underneath the bridge and just wanted to symbolize going in circles. And in the middle of the circle, I wrote the gap. So this is where most people are right now, where they're in between their success season, who they've been, what they've learned, what they've thought, and they're in this place of transition and obscurity, and you're trying to figure out what's happening to me. You know, she had no reason to be, um, I would say, frustrated because she was very successful, and it wasn't like the company was going to get rid of her. They wanted to keep her, but still she was feeling what I call the tug to move forward. And so then I drew uh, the fourth box, and I wrote in it, inside of it, gifts. And in gifts, we asked, how was I really designed? How did God really design me? And this is where we begin to discover new abilities, gifts, and skills. And this is why the tug is there, to pull us into a new version of ourselves. This is what reinvention is for. 
It's not to become a new person. It's to become the person you were always meant to be before the rules reconstructed you to be who the world told you you needed to be. And then finally in the last box, Mm. I drew um, a box again, and then I wrote in there influence. So this is what it's all about. There's something new in a new space that is pulling and tugging at you and calling for you to have impact. And influence is what we're all built for. Now, leadership, climbing the success mountains, that's one thing. But it doesn't really um, maximize your gifts because your gifts are on the other side of the gap. And so then I put that napkin in front of her. It was just a little cocktail napkin. And she immediately pointed to the middle and said, this is where I'm at. I'm in the gap. And so for the last eight years, I've been working with women and men to help them get out of the gap, get out of this place of transition, not just possibility, but into manifestation. And um, that was really the premise behind why I wanted to write this book, because I wanted to provide this framework. And so what I introduced in Believe Bigger is these five stages of divine reinvention called the purpose map. And I believe it's going to change a lot of lives. And so that's kind of the big picture as to why I wrote it, who it's for, for those who were stuck or for those who are asking the question, what's next? Wow. And I love it, the purpose map. And, you know, if you get – now, when is the book actually coming out? Like if people are listening to the show and they're like, wow, that sounds interesting, when is your book actually coming out? The book releases March the 13th during Women's History Month, and I love the number 13 because it symbolizes rebellion. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so that's why we actually picked that date, so March 13th, 2018. But it's available for pre-order now everywhere books are sold, and you can get those also at BelieveBigger.com. We have some great bundles and incentives there. Wow, great. Well, we're going to share that link on our social media page and share it with our mailing list. Now, we're going to move around a little bit, Marshawn. I hope you're okay because when you mentioned rebellion, I was like, Donald Trump, apprentice. (laughs) So let's, because a lot of people might know you, and if you don't know, Marshawn was actually on a show that I used to watch religiously, Apprentice. So can you talk about, like, how you got on the show and what you learned from, you know, working with our now president, Donald Trump? Well, um, I haven't talked about that in a while. It was 13 years ago, actually. So rebellion, again, actually 13 years ago that I was on <laughs> that show. I talk about it a little bit in the book in terms of being in the, in the gap and being in this place of transition and not knowing it. Um, I loved competition. I was a competitive baton twirler. I was at Georgetown Law School, and I had eight male cousins, two brothers, and so competition was in the fiber of my being. And one of the other things I really emphasize in Believe Bigger is how dangerous a success-driven nature can be to balance and really thinking that you're operating in your purpose when you're really just driven by success and accomplishment. So in that season of life, the reason I chose to share this story in The Apprentice, and also I share in the book the reason why I don't like to talk about it that much, is that sometimes um, <clears throat> people will ride the coattails, for example, of a reality TV show and use that to define themselves. But it was a tremendous time, a wonderful opportunity, and also I learned what my superpowers were while on the show. So I was a lawyer in law school. And we had to put together all kinds of advertising campaigns for some of the largest and most prestigious brands in the world, like Lamborghini, Valley Total Fitness, Six Sporting Goods, Under Armour. 
And so to be able to do and to lead, when I was project manager, um, the campaign and the task for Lamborghini, I had to put together advertising campaigns, come up with our color scheme, do an entire TV shoot commercial with a video crew, and make sure that I encompassed the brand. And we were an all-women's team, and we beat the men's team, pretty much creamed them. And it was in that experience that my gifts were really starting to showcase in a way that my degree could not have developed. So I was a lawyer by trade, mm-hmm. right? I went to one of the most prestigious yeah. law schools in the world. But that didn't mean my degree had anything to do with my destiny. So I share the story about being on The Apprentice in the book because it was an environment that allowed some of my gifts to hatch and for me to get clear about it because I was the go-to person for all of our presentations. So communication was a skill set for me, was a gift. And I realized later that it was a superpower. Messaging, though, coming up with how to title things. I came up with a name for our team and also – Names for our projects that the executives at some of the largest advertising agencies in the world love. And some of those things actually got used in real commercials. And it really made me think, is there more to me than my degree? And that's another thing I want women in this season to understand is that your degree and our careers are what we've decided to do. And you have a life that's based off of your decisions. But new decisions take us into a new place. The question is not who did we decide to be. The question is who are we born to be? What are the unhidden or the hidden, untapped abilities, gifts, and even your voice that you haven't tapped into? Someone asked me last night, um, talked to you on an interview about whether your passion is an indication of your purpose. And I said sometimes it is, but oftentimes it's the wrong starting place because you can only be passionate about something you know about. It's difficult to be passionate about something you've never done, even if it's what you were always designed to do. I do believe there's passion in it, but passion is not the starting point. We have to start with our divine design, and that's why I wrote Believe Bigger, particularly the chapter on gifts and gift discovery, on understanding how do you distinguish your talents from your gifts. I have a whole four-part potential pyramid so you can understand the different types of potential and which ones really help you tap into your superpower. So that's one of the things I learned most from being on The Apprentice was really to get a better sense of my gifts and skills that had nothing to do with my degree. Wow. And let me ask you, because I know our listeners, I know them so well, two things. Do you still keep in touch with Donald Trump? And how do you get on the show? (laughs) Just quickly. Okay, no. (laughs) No, I never have. I mean, outside of light interaction, um, Post-show, I was very vocal during the time that he was running for president about my um, disdain for the language that was used. And so I've been, I've chosen to use my platform in a way that breathes light but also speaks truth. And so, um, no, I, we don't have communication outside of things that he might say on television about those of us who have opposed his bigotry. Oh, okay, good. Now, how did you get on the show? Like, how did you even get I on the show? I auditioned like everybody else. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I auditioned like everybody Just like if you had auditioned for um, American Idol and you stood in line outside, I did the same thing. I was in law school at the time, but that's how I got on. Wow. We are chatting live with Marshawn Evans Daniels about Believe Bigger, her new book, that's available now for pre-order. So, Michelle, a lot of women, especially like 
they let their titles define them. You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm not a wife, I'm a divorce, whatever. Like, how can you, as a woman, you know, move past that? And I know it's probably in your book, but if you can mm-hmm. share anything, how women can just move, not let their title define them so much. Yeah, that's such a great question because I think the first step is realizing how you've been allowing yourself to be defined. The first stage in the purpose discovery process for all of us is discovery. And we don't realize how we've been ingrained to think and to shrink and to think small and play small or just to play it safe. I talk about these five success mountains that we climb in stage two that were led up from the, from the rules that we get ingrained with, the protocol, the people-pleasing, and doing what, it, what we feel is the right path in the right lane, quote-unquote. And so for the, I'll, I'll just share with you these five success mountains. One is marriage. Sometimes we define ourselves by our relationship. Um, another one is motherhood. It's very common for us as women to define ourselves by our children, and that becomes our identity. It could be number three, which is the mending mountain, which is where we like to make, make things right for other people. We, it's our inner misfixer. The next mountain is the money mountain, and that's the one of prestige and career and success. And then finally, there's the making a difference, which is very altruistic and giving and serving and somewhat becoming a martyr. And all of these, there's nothing wrong with any of them. But when these lanes become our identity and they become our life, they become idols. And they block us from something bigger. So I believe the first step is realizing, number one, what are the rules that have guided me up whatever mountain? Because when reinvention comes, when disruption comes your way, you will question everything you believe to know about yourself. And oftentimes, Purpose will pass us by our life mission, possibility, a chance to change our life because it looks foreign to us. It looks foreign to us because we're looking at who we've always been and we believe that's all we will ever be. So when somebody says, hey, you're really good at this, you will reject it because you haven't seen what other people see, which is your future, which is your prosperity, which is your shift, the new, the the fresh things that God wants to expose in your life. So first, we've got to look at what rules have guided us, ask ourselves which mountain we've been climbing, which, climbing, which one's been our identity, and then when disruption comes, and it will come, it's coming for an intentional reason, and we should embrace it, because it's coming to develop a new version of us. For me, disruption was finding out six days before my wedding that my fiancé was cheating on me, and that was the most devastating experience I had had in my life up to that point, and I thought it was happening to me. It seemed unfair. It was a very public relationship. It was embarrassing. It was filled with shame. And, and let's not forget the heartbreak and, and even just the financial burden of now trusting him to provide, and now I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. So disruption bulldozed my doorstep in a very real and devastating way. And I could have succumbed to it because I put myself in counseling. I was dealing with depression. However, I really felt God saying that this was something for me to learn from and grow through because of something new he was taking me to. So as I embraced it, I became to realize that sometimes new life is hidden in the middle of a hard place. And in Believe Bigger, I talk about these split rock moments that all of us as women will go through. Sometimes we'll be in the middle of a desert season, in the gap, in our wilderness, in between our Egypt and our promised land. 
But the question is this, what is the new thing that is seeking to emerge? Because it's partly the mountains of success that we need to leave behind, even the, the ones that are authentic to us, like our, being a mom and being a wife. It's not that we dump our kids or we leave our spouse. It's that we open up room to understand how expansive and how needed and necessary we are also in a new space and a new place. Wow. That is powerful. That is powerful. I love it. Now, Marshawn, Tiffany, what's up, Tiffany, in the chat room? She said, how much is the book? That's a good question. Thanks, Tiffany. Like, how much is the book? Do your book believe bigger? That's a great question. So I run, um, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, the largest coaching company for women of faith in the country. And I built my business on, in a high-end fashion, wanting to be the Rolls Royce of coaching for women so that they could also see that they could aspire to that. So before I say the, name, the, the price point of the book, I want to say that my coaching programs range from 10000 for the group coaching programs up to 50000 for private coaching with me. And for years, people asked, how can I you know, get in the door to be able to work with you, but maybe at a more accessible price point? And so I've gone all the way from 50K down to a book that's $24. And it takes into account eight years of what I've learned as a coach, but also 20 years in studying um, human behavior. And the book is about elevating your belief system. It is about finding your purpose. But it also intertwines peak performance principles on how we manifest, how we win, how we show up. As a speaker, before I got into coaching, that's what corporations around the world would bring me in to talk about is human performance and maximizing their employee, employee base. And so the, the spirit of winning and being a champion, how do you start before you're ready and how do you finish what you started? All of that, in addition to the mindset battles of little me versus future me, are woven in into this book. And the reviews have been just so humbling. Um, Essence Magazine this past week, it's actually on stands now for the March issue, which, I mean, I cried like a little baby <laughs> in front of my mentorship group when I saw this, what they said, but they said, meet this year's new breakout voice in self-help books. And it just humbled wow. me. But what also has been telling to me is how many people have said, hey, I want to I wanna learn from you. But if you weren't able to participate at the ten to fifteen fifty thousand dollar level and at a twenty four dollar level if it's still I, the, the point is it's so affordable it's so accessible it's taken three years to write and um, also at believebigger.com we have some discounted book bundles if you are purpose-minded and you want to sew this into the lives of other people which are what women in our community who are entrepreneurs who are true proverbs 31 women we understand because one of the things we teach is business acumen and purpose-driven mindset for wealthy women. And what we do as wealthy women who are mature, we invest in ourselves as we sow into others because that's the essence and definition of purpose. So at BelieveBigger.com, there's some amazing bundles. It's discounted even more. Depending on where you buy it on Amazon, it might, it's, I think it was $21 today. But um, So it's an investment in your destiny, and we invest more in shoes, and we probably spent more on bubblegum <laughs> than we will have been investing what the cost, the purchase price is for this book. So I'm encouraging women to get it for themselves, but also to get it for other women to start a book club, sew it into a prison ministry, um, other women who need to believe bigger and believe beyond what it is that they've been through. So I'm so glad you asked that question. 
Yeah, and you know what I always tell people, especially when I had my nanny agency, and prices were like five, ten thousand and up. If you want something, you're going to pay for it. The same women, and I love my women that buy Gucci bags, and I have my Gucci, you know, three thousand, four thousand. You know, if you want something, you're going to get it. Twenty-four dollars is an amazing price for all your wealth of knowledge, all the information that you're sharing in the book. And I love the fact that you said about the prison ministries and the book clubs. Um, I think that is really, really great. Okay, we are chatting live with Marshawn. Now, Marshawn, what, how did you come up with the title, Believe Bigger? It's catchy. I like it. It's easy to remember. But how did you come up with that title? Oh, so my, um, I have a business school called the Godfidence Business School. We help world-class speakers to generate a world-class income. And we work with speakers and also what we call speakerpreneurs, which are those who are speaking at colleges, conference churches, churches, and corporations, but also want to generate money as a coach, an author, a thought leader, and so they want to work on 14 different revenue streams. So our tagline for, just, for not just the Godfidence Business School, but also for our Godfidence Movement, which is more focused on inspiration and changing the way you think, upgrading your faith, has been believed bigger for eight years. And so that mm. has been the philosophy behind what we do. And so I cherry-picked the tagline out and made that the focus for the book. I will write a book on Godfidence one day, but I felt like this would Amen. reach people. Um, that believe, thank you, <laughs> that believe bigger would reach people um, who may not know who God is, but come to know that he is who he is and that he's um, the key to being able to step into all that you desire and to have everything that you need as well. So that's why I chose the title Believe Bigger. And also, you know, it takes an elevated belief system to become who you really are. Um, you can't operate in small, with small thinking to step into a big place. And B-I-G stands for built in God. And so you have to believe bigger to find your purpose because you can't find it in the realm of the seen. It operates in the realm of the unseen. Um, you're going to have to leave who you've been, what you've known, what you've been taught, what people said you could be, what you thought you were meant to be. You've got to believe bigger, higher, greater. I talk about levels and frequencies in the book about stepping into a higher realm. It means that you've got to step into a realm that's like going into outer space to be able to really get a true view of who you are. You can't operate at a ground's eye view. So I talk a lot about what does it mean to believe bigger interwoven in this process of the five stages of purpose along the purpose map because your belief will be challenged at every single level along the way. Wow. And, you know, well, time always flies on our podcast, um, but I did want to get a couple of questions in. Now, Marshawn, you talked about um, blessing blockers. You know, and mm-hmm. Could you share some example of blessing blockers? Yeah. So blessing blockers are the things that keep us stuck in the gap, in the middle space, going in circles. I also refer to the gap as a purpose purgatory where we always are talking about what's possible, but we never make real progress or growth or we never experience a true change in our life. And a lot of times it's because we're standing in our own way. We blame the enemy. We blame the man. We blame other people as to the reason why we're stuck. But I refer to the phrase little me, the concept, I should say, of little me, which is the voice of fear in your head. Um, because, and I use the word me because of the idea of accepting personal responsibility. 
you know, there's a, there's a season of maturity that's necessary, even for a grown adult women who've been following God their whole life, to recognize that everything's not an attack. Some of it's an alignment. And some of it's just dysfunctional, broken, stinking, shrinking thinking that I write about in Chapter 3. So blessing blockers are an example of a few because there's seven that I outline. There's more that I teach in our seminars and workshops, but I put seven in the book. One of them is comparison. When we compare ourselves with other people, there's nothing positive, not a one single thing <laughs> that comes positive out of that. <laughs> but we're, the, the time that we're spent comparing ourselves with other people is time that could be spent creating something new for the people that you're designed to serve. And so comparison also anchors you in the realm of the seeing. What you're seeing is stopping you from what you're supposed to be, which is coming from the realm of the unseen. So it traps us in this physical world of what is versus elevating us into the spiritual realm of what is yet to come. Because when we're comparing, we're focused on what already is, but that's not what God's doing. He's doing something new with what has never been done. So comparison is just one example of seven blessing blockers. And getting this in, and really this is the beginning of maturity. It's not just having spiritual knowledge. It's understanding how we've perverted it in our own understanding of the principles. The scriptures aren't, the scriptures are perfect in every way. It's our understanding because of the rules, the small thinking, the cultural infusion of it, that we miss understanding how to truly be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so comparison is just one example of several blessing blockers that hijacks our, um, our hope and our, our vision and our possibilities. And social media has not made this any easier. So it takes a mature woman to focus on what she does not see and to bring it into reality as though it already were. Already were. And you know what, Marshawn? I see being a pastor in your future. I don't know why. Every time I every time a guest comes on the show, I say something, and then years later, they're like, oh, my God, Mike Vick's wife was on our show. I said, you're going to have another baby. Oh, no, we're not. Now she had another baby. So watch. I just see pastor, and I say it as I see it. So, no, now, Marshawn, a lot of women, a lot of women that are successful either find it very hard to find a man or when they do find a man, the man is not supporting them in their business. What advice do you have to women who may be with a man or in a relationship or wanting to be married about um, men and marriage and business and getting that support from your spouse um, when it comes to your business and your dreams and even maybe leaving your job to find your purpose? Wow, there's so many things on that one, <laughs> embedded in that one question. It's a lot for us as women. Also yeah, it is. Being successful and ambitious and also wanting to have healthy marriages, healthy relationships. What I always tell women who are single, for example, um, is the thing that I did, because I am married to an amazing man now who is very supportive, who I consider my purpose partner, who has no lick of jealousy in his being, and who is the one who actually encouraged me to write this book and the one who told me to tell my story about infidelity. So it takes a very stable, secure man and selfless man to say it's time for you to tell your story about how another man broke your heart and to do so in a way that empowers other women. So before I met my husband, though, I prayed for him as though he were already here. 
And I say this to singles, but I think it's also really um, important advice for married women as well. I've been married um, three and a half years together with my uh, husband, a little bit over five years now, and going on six. So what I believe, and this is what my, my girlfriends and my prayer group, as we pray for our spouses, we have a philosophy of praying about the solution as opposed to speaking life into problems. When we talk about there's no good men or we talk about what's wrong in our marriage or what's wrong with our spouse, a lot of that is just a lens in terms of how we're looking at things. But we can speak new life. We can speak new being. We can speak a new reality by first speaking it and believing that to be the case. Speak those things that are not as though they were. And also just being very clear about what your assignment is without looking for the approval of your spouse. I think oftentimes we look for approval or for someone to validate us. But nobody can really confirm to you who that is for you, but also what he has for you to do. And that will work all things out in your marriage, but also as a single will bring you the right type of spouse when you show up as the right type of woman. And so that's why there's a lot to that. But I would say it first begins with personal responsibility. Not every marriage is going to make it forever. We've been mistaught that through church. It's wonderful if it does. But some destinies, life is literally being killed and locked up in toxic and dysfunctional relationships that are evil and demonic, really. And so I'm a, an advocate of going where God is leading, and it may not meet convention, all the stuff we learn in the rules. God doesn't want us to die as a, as a martyr for sacrificing. He wants us to live. He wants us to live life more abundantly, and he wants us to do that in community with other people, but also he wants our, as women for our hearts and our futures to be cared for, covered, and protected. And so um, there's not a one single thing to that answer, but the, the number one thing that I believe in is speaking life into what you want to see, not what you have seen, and um, also praying as though it already were, even though you may not see it just yet. I love it. I love that, Marshawn. Wow, we have one more question, and then the show has to end. I hate that because I have so many questions. I always do. But what does the future hold for you, Marshawn, as you think about the book and your life as a wife, a career coach? Like, what, what do you see in the future for yourself? Well, my mission right now is helping women to believe bigger and live bolder to upgrade their faith and unleash their wealth in alignment with the model outlined in Proverbs 31. I have, of course, the Believe Bigger book tour that I'll be going on. We'll be doing actually more women's empowerment conferences around the world, different countries and also different cities throughout the United States. You can learn more about that at Marshawn.com and also BelieveBigger.com. And I'm excited about a new women's initiative that is launching this year as well called She Profits. And um, I, I, one of the things that I try to do before I launch something new into the marketplace, I'm a lawyer by trade, so I try to make sure everything is all trademark, branded, and together. So I've been working <laughs> on several of these things underground during my last three years of taking sabbatical, but I can't wait to introduce it. And I believe we're going to build the largest community around the world for women of faith to really be a, a wealthy network of women who live unapologetically. So that's what I'm most excited about. I love it. And I love that you're a lawyer, you know. My sister's a lawyer, and one thing about lawyers, they are so precise. They are, you say 9 o'clock, 
It's nine o'clock, and I love that. You know, I love that. Wow, Michonne, this has been amazing. Your book, Believe Bigger, I'm claiming Amazon bestseller for you. And tell people how they can reach you again on social media or any contact you might have. Sure. The best way to connect with me um, to get on my newsletter list where we send out great inspiration and information from devotionals, you'll get the, the skinny on when something new is coming out, is at Marshawn.com. And then also if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm Marshawn Evans in most places. On Facebook, I'm at Ask Marshawn, and that's where I broadcast live most regularly. And um, if you want to get a teaser, a sample of Believe Bigger, you can go to BelieveBigger.com and you can download a free excerpt, the audiobook introduction. And people have said that <laughs> the crying has started on page one because the intro is actually called Confessions. And so you can hear my voice. I narrate the entire book. And it's a great way for you to get a free gift from me, also get a sample and a teaser to figure out if the Believe Bigger movement is something that you want to be a part of, if it's what you've been waiting for and looking for. And I believe it is. So those are the ways to connect with me. And when you do, I'll send you a free gift. I'd love to give you the free audiobook. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you. Thank you, Marshawn. So with that being said, you guys, we have another show next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. And remember to dream big. Bye. Bye.